Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Main Menu. Today, Larry and John Gassman and Jeff Bishop with you, and Nancy is our is our uh, host. Brad, I believe, is over in the clubhouse, and we're ready for Main Menu. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome on January 31st here in the United States, last day of the month. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. We're gonna be, we've are gonna got a great subject in mind tonight. Uh, we do we do you know we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about envision this hour and in the second hour we're gonna dive a little bit into some updates around bits if you've uh, been hiding in a corner somewhere and you don't know what's going on we'll fill you in on a little bit about that uh, a big big thing is coming tomorrow for bits members we'll tell you you'll fill fill you in give you some details if you're a bits member you'll want to stay tuned for that because there's a there's a change that you'll want to be aware of especially if you've changed your email address that's not um, on file with us and you're using that email address for rim we'll fill you in on those details and and we're going to save the you know save this for last probably we're going to dive a little bit into ai we're going to talk a little bit about copilot and copilot pro and John's been playing with uh, regular Copilot, right, John, on your computer, yes, Windows yeah. C? The and free I got version. That, yes, the free version. And I bought the pro version. I don't know how long I'll Wow. Keep. I don't know that I will keep said pro version, but we'll talk about it, and I'll give you some impressions. And I spoke to Microsoft today about this, and uh, I'll tell you what I told them, because it's not really a secret. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see what people want to ask, and we'll maybe do a little bit of testing with it and ask some questions and make it do... F- fun things or creative things or something. I don't know. Larry and John will come up with something fun for us to do. Before, so. before, we, we, before we begin, I just want to mention, and this has nothing to do with our topics for tonight, but if you are familiar with FSCast, that the, the podcast that Vespero puts out, mm-hmm. you know, normally they talk about Jaws-related stuff, which is great, and occasionally they go down into memory lane and talk about the early days of assistive technology, especially when Eric, before he retired. Well, today they came out with number 240, Glenn Gordon, of course, hosting it, who is a, a pioneer in his own right in assistive technology. And he had Doug Joffrey on, who was a mainstay behind uh, Window Eyes. Window Eyes, yeah. For so many years and created a lot of it. He is another, another uh, AT pioneer. And Doug was on with him. They talked about the early days of, of how Doug got into the AT business and a lot of the work that he did with window, Vocalize, Window Eyes, and most recently uh, still at Microsoft. And uh, so if you haven't heard that yet, or if you're not familiar with the podcast, you can get it wherever podcasts are found. And it really is an interesting hour-long look into uh, Doug's work, actually 30 minutes with Doug. And then they talk a lot about password managers, and uh, Glenn does some demoing of uh, the one that he uses. It's really an interesting podcast, so I would encourage you to go and get it. Absolutely. I'll just say this, John, that, you know, that's interesting to listen to Doug, but what was even more interesting was to work alongside Doug. Uh, I, I had an opportunity work, to work with Doug for over six years when I worked at Microsoft, and I'll tell you something. Uh, there were two people who I felt were just just amazing people to work with, and Doug was one of them. 
and uh, I, I, I dare say I love that man. Uh, I respect him so much. I care for him so, so much. And uh, he's someone I will always, always, always cherish. He's just an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I consider myself lucky to Absolutely. have worked with a giant like that. So just uh, just an amazing individual. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, he, Glenn didn't ask the question, and I thought about it later on. You know, Eric, for years, in order to learn Jaws, turned off the monitor and learned how to use Jaws as a totally blind person would uh-huh. learn it. I just wonder if Doug did anything like that when he was learning how to use a keyboard and a screen reader. And well, yeah. I, I don't know, know if whether he, he did or not. Yeah, I don't know if he actually you know turned a monitor off but I'll tell you something. He knew screen readers like the back of his hand, and he, you know, he he was like everybody else that uses a screen reader. He knew them, you know, really, really well, and mm-hmm. was very effective at. It. He he knew his stuff. He oh, still yeah. does. Still does. Yeah. He's he's he's, he's amazing. He's. Uh, I'll tell you something. He, when he retires, this industry is going to be. We're in trouble when he retires. We, sh- we should he, have him on the show sometime. We should do that. Well, I'll call him up. I got his okay. cell phone number. I'll call him up. All right. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Well, let's see. So, should we get to our guest? You, you want to introduce I, him, John? I can do that. Uh, I ju- I was just envisioning myself introducing him. Actually, very um, good. Good. Yes. Yeah. No, I wasn't that good. Actually, um, Cardiff is is one of the CEOs of of Envision, and for those of you. Who who have, I mean, I can't imagine too many people not knowing what Envision is all about. They've, they've been around for, oh, I think it's six or seven years at least, and the glasses have been around for, for about four years or so. And they've really revolutionized the way that, that blind people can move around independently. There have been other, other uh, areas of uh, the uh, AT world that have allowed that from time to time but but envision is still there and they're doing so much more than just getting letting people move around with glasses with ai into the picture now it really is an amazing amount of material that's on the on the uh on the glasses and in the app and so i thought we'd we'd bring cardiff back to talk a little bit about the glasses but more importantly some of the new things that have just been released and maybe a few things that that will be released in the near future so cardiff welcome to main menu is he muted i don't know yes hi everyone there you go there you go super excited to be here uh as always always a pleasure to come and have a chat with all of you that's great so if someone's been hiding under a rock you know, uh, which are which is never good when we're talking about what your product and all that. But can you kind of start us off a little bit about you know what your product is in case someone is not clear on what the what what you're uh, providing, and then maybe we can get into you know some of the features and then what's new. Uh, yes, of course. Um, so Envision is an AI based application that can enable a blind or a low vision user to independently access the visual information around them. Uh, it's available as an application on your your smartphones on both iOS and Android as a free application. Uh, and we also have a smart glasses based application um, that people can also get uh, to do everything in, uh, in more of, a, of like a hands free way. Um, as of now, it has a bunch of different AI, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, like features in it that can extract different uh, kinds of information. So it can you know, understand your text, images, your faces, objects, and so much more. 
um and it's basically an incredible a tool uh in you know like a back pocket so depending on what kind of inaccessible visual information you're going to come across on a particular day you can just avipot this tool and you know actually be able to access that inaccessible piece of information and um so yeah like we started uh envision about 5 years back and in the early days it was just a plain simple jolly smartphone application and then over the years it has evolved into a smart glasses based a solution uh, of course it has uh, you know seen a lot of iterative improvements um you know like recently i made a video about how a simple a feature like the describe you know scene of envision uh, has evolved over the years where uh, back in you know back in like 2018 it'll offer uh, like a single your know, sentence of a basic a description about something uh and uh, to within the span of you know like 5 years what we have now is this amazing uh like a description algorithm that can actually give pretty incredibly accurate a descriptions of basically anything that's around you so that has been the been like the you know like you know like the progression uh, so far um so i think what i would like to do is to take people on a little bit of a journey of you know like what are some of the newest things that we have uh, uh you know like with these are glasses and uh, also talk a bit more about how that is like uh, guiding us towards a future which we feel is is a lot more exciting before okay we, real quick before we go there though can we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the app first just just to real quick so where is the app positioned right now in reference to it versus the glasses like is, are we going to continue to see improvements in the app as well and you know with generative ai and things of that nature or are you centering mainly on the glasses for that capability yes uh so the app uh, is sort of like our uh, you know like you know, sort of like you know like basis for everything so you know like the smartphone application is the one that's a free application <laughs> so it it is broadly available and a lot of the features that are on the glasses are actually available on the smartphone applications for free um the only Uh, and our intention is to sort of uh you know like put everything that's available on the glasses on uh, the smartphone application as well uh but with some of the new uh, generative ai stuff there is often uh like a bottleneck at the moment of uh, the costs being uh, pretty exorbitant so it doesn't really yeah. allow for a sustainable solution for a free application but we have uh you know found a ways around it right so the whole ask and vision which is the generative ai features that's incredibly popular on the glasses we uh, launched the ask and vision for text um about 8 months back uh and uh, at the time it was this expensive a uh, solution so we could only offer it to people who had the glasses um but uh, you know but 8 months down the line we just launched that you know your feature to your also production on the application as well on uh, like the smartphone app uh, because we were able to build a model that can actually you know work in a low cost way so that we can actually offer it for free uh, to over 100000 active users that we have on our app at the moment um so there is a bit of a delay on uh, you're pushing stuff to the application on the phone as opposed to the glasses because on our glasses we have about a couple of 1000 uh, like users so it's easy to you know sort sort or push the phone without uh, you know like 
the cost sure. being a limiting a factor but i think eventually in like the long term the you know like the goal is to always have uh, the same amount of like features you know, be it on the application or the glasses Cool. Thank you for that. That's interesting. Okay. I have a question for you before we get into some of the newer features. And it was mm-hmm. it goes back to when you were talking initially about when you started, which was maybe five years ago. Back mm-hmm. then, did you have in your business plan anything about AI and what it might bring to the app? Or was was that too early to even... You, AI was around, but was it too early to mm-hmm. know how extensive it would be? Um, I think... Uh, like we had sort of like a back and a forth on that, right? Like when in the very early stage, when I started out building this, uh, there was like a naive optimism about how in, uh, you know fast AI is going to improve, right? Like when we when we were uh, in 2018, you're playing around with a model that can give a single sentence, a description of things. Uh, there was a naive side of me, which is like, hey, now it's just going to improve from your here and your from here on out. And every you know, like few months, the accuracy is going to improve and we will actually have uh, like uh, the ask and vision. So AI that we have now, uh, uh, at the time, I thought it, it is you know, possible uh, instead, of, uh, instead of a year. But then as I became you know, wiser, as we started, you know, you know, let, you know to like develop and you know, improve on this, that's when the reality started to sink in that, hey, it's not a year down the line, it's at least uh, you know, five to six years down the line, the kind of AI that we want to build. Uh, but these are stepping uh, you know, uh, stones. We do need to step on these uh, you know, uh, uh, so early iterations uh, you know, like to get there. So I think uh, every year since 2018 was like a very iterative improvement uh, in such a, you know, you know, like an AI based feature. Uh, every year it will you know, push the envelope a bit by bit until the last year when uh, it went from being you know, iterative to exponential. Um, as soon as OpenAI sort of you know, came out with uh, you know, like GPT, uh, you know, from GPT a two that they put out itself, we started to get an indication of that. Hey, this is a whole new way of approaching AI um, that we are now starting to uncover. And I think after that, the floodgates just simply opened, and you know, one after the other, uh, there has been so much improvements that have actually happened in the field of you know, generative AI. Uh, that almost every a week there has been a bit you know like a breakthrough uh, that we have been having to catch up to. So it's been a very interesting and exciting a year. Uh, so it's like they say, like, you know, the way that, you know, like a progress happens, it's like slowly at first and then all at once. So it sort of, you know, like a feels like that for us that we have, you know, like, you know, we have, we have seen this, you know, like, you know, like a slow growth for you know, like five years. And now in the sixth year, it's just uh, exponential. So you have a gauge, I assume, as to where you might be in a few years so that you can accurately predict how AI will be in three years. Do you, how do you do that? Um, I think it, it's it's definitely uh, being as informed as possible. But I think after that, it, it is a bit of a guesswork, right? You sort of uh, pick as many insights you have from the field of AI, from the field of regulations from the field of technology evolving around it uh, i think it's just uh, you know sort of absorbing all of the information and you make the best you know, guess 
And I think you need to make a commitment to that, right? You need to make a bet and be like, hey, this is what I think uh, this field is going to evolve uh, into in the next uh, three years. And that's the commitment we will make and we will, uh, you know, work sort of out, out towards that, right? Uh, it's like that famous ice hockey you know, quote where they say that, you know, you need to skate to where the puck is going to be. You cannot, you know, skate to where the puck has already been, right? So it's sort of understanding the game, understanding all the different uh, different uh, dynamics that are in play, and uh, do our you know, so our best to you know skate to uh, where we uh, 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 think the puck is gonna be. And if we end up there, it's great. But if we uh, if we uh, like miss it by a bit, that's also great. But I think just staying stagnant and just you know, waiting for uh, the puck to come to you, that's going to be the wrong approach. Wow. Interesting. I, I, and I think probably most of us who aren't in the technology business are waiting really with bated breath to find out what's going to happen next and how is it going to affect what we do as blind people with glasses. And it's, it's mm-hmm. just fascinating because every time we actually see an update, it's like, God, how do they do that? You know, what, yeah. whatever it might be, because you've done so many things so quickly and, and technology evolves so quickly. A lot of us are just standing here with our mouths open, go, what are they going to do next? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it, it, it is incredibly exciting. And I'm just so you know, privileged, I feel, to be right now in this you know, field. Because on one hand, there's all this development that's happening in the field of AI. At the same time, there's all this incredible development also happening in the field of wearable you know, devices, right? Uh, almost every other, you know, uh, like week, a new sort of uh, uh, company pops up and they announce, a, you know, like a new kind of a wearable a device uh, that's going to start showing up. So I think it's uh, super exciting uh, to be at, be at Envision at the moment where you are sort of at uh, uh, the, you know, like, you know, sort of melting a point of both AI and wearables, but actually being able to build something impactful, like, you know, to actually able to you know, build an application that's not just, uh, you know, like a toy or a game, but actually an application that has a pretty strong impact and actually has, a, you know, like a value that's actually being added to you know, society by being able to combine these two technologies. So I think, yeah, like, you know, like I think I have the best job in the world at the moment. You've just released within the past few days a brand new update to the glasses, and maybe we can talk a little bit about what's included in that update. Sure. Um, so I'm assuming you're, you are familiar with uh, the Ask Envision feature that we released uh, you know, eight months back that was doing this interactive feature with text. What we released now is a similar thing, but now it does everything uh, with respect to images, right? Um, let me quickly start with the text example, uh, and maybe I can attempt to do a do a do a demo of it. You know, you know like live because that's often how I find is the easiest way to understand it. And then let me you know use that as a basis to explain you know, how Ask Envision works inside of images, and then hopefully I can use a combination of these two to, to speak about the future. 
Um, so I have the glasses on me right now. Um, let me just just uh, turn them on, and they're announcing home. So I'm going to do uh, on the glasses is I'm going to go to this feature that we have called scan text. So let me get there. Instant text. Scan text. I'm going to do a double tap, and in my hand I have a like a menu from a restaurant I went to recently. So I'm just going to hold that up. Move document up or your head down. So as you heard, it it offers me your instructions on how to you know like hold the document in a way so that the entirety of the document is is captured in the frame. Uh, it's gonna do a bit of a processing and should speak out the output to me shortly. Reader. In radius from 300 meter from pizzeria up 30 space. All right, I'm going to stop right there. As you probably would have guessed, this is a menu that has text in 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 German, but also it is uh, from Pizzeria, so all the items are in Italian. And Envision sort of has this, uh, you, know, like, you know, like a language understanding capability where it speaks out the German text with a with German voice uh, and the Italian stuff in Italian voice, it sort of understands that. Um, so now the interesting aspect is I can now, of course, scroll through the entirety of your know, like menu by doing a swipe on the glasses and it will just speak out everything to me from your top to bottom. Um, but I can also just ask it, ask it, ask it, uh, your, your, so anything about, you know, like this menu that I want to now. Uh, so I can either ask for a translation of everything or I can just ask it for what I'm interested in, right? So I'm going to just go ahead and ask it, what are the, like, a desserts? Vision is answered. The desserts available are tartufo, ice, and tiramisu. So almost instantly, it's able to understand what I'm asking it, uh, and it's able to scan the menu, which is entirely in a German. But I look for the dessert uh, in there, and just in, you know, you, you inform me what you know, like the desserts are. So I don't know, you know, so I don't have the need to scan through this whole thing. I just immediately got answers to you know, what I was looking for. I can also ask for complicated stuff. So I can be like, uh, can you, you know, make a suggestion of your know, vegetarian items in, in a menu? Or I can say, hey, I, I only have 15 euros. Can you make a recommendation of me within that? So any sort of complex a question that I can now ask of this document, I can ask. And uh, you know, Envision is going to be able to offer me the answer you know, to that. Um, this works across you know, to all kinds of uh, documents. So it could be uh, like an invoice that you have and you can simply ask what is the amount that I need to pay or when is the due date? And it'll be able to simply uh, you know, like, uh, sort of figure all of that out and uh, like I'll give you the answer for it. Um, this is something that even I've been uh, using a lot because in because uh, uh, I live in the in like Netherlands and we get a lot of uh, you know like of these uh, letters from especially your know, tax authorities which which are in Dutch and they can be pretty uh, sort of anxiety inducing if you if you don't know exactly what it says 
So I just simply take a picture of that with these glasses and I simply ask it to you know, give me a summary of it instantly. So instead of doing the whole a translation and a reading the whole thing, I just, you know, I'm able to offer and you know, actually ask for like super quick summaries uh, of this. So that's uh, the thing that we had and that's uh, about how we can interact with text. Uh, and, you know, like we have seen amazing uh, use cases of this all over the world. What we have launched last week is an update which now can do similar things, but with images instead. Uh, let me quickly show you how that works. I'm going to first go ahead and take an image using a feature called Describe Scene. Call an ally. Call an IRA agent. Describe Scene. Home office setup with a laptop on a stand, external monitor above, a bowl of grapes, a water bottle, a portable speaker, a mobile phone, and a newspaper on a coffee table in a living room with a couch and decorative pillows. So almost instantly it's able to ask to, a new question about this image. So almost instantly it's able to give me a description of uh, of of, 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 of what it sees, and incredibly accurately it's able to list out all the items that are on uh, you know, you know, like a table, right? Um, I can ask it also exactly how I did with the menu in the previous example. Now I can ask it a question of the image as well. So I can, uh, for example, ask it uh, a question like, uh -huh. uh, describe the portable speaker in more detail. So after like I have uh, like a general a description, which is sort of like an alt text you know, size, a description of stuff. Now, depending on the stuff that I'm interested in, I can ask a follow up. The portable speaker in the image is a black JBL branded device. It has a compact and robust design typical of many modern portable speakers, rectangular with rounded corners. The front of the speaker features the iconic JBL logo in white, which is very prominent against the black mesh-like grille that covers the drivers, likely protecting the speaker elements while allowing sound to pass through. It appears to be a Bluetooth speaker, as there are no visible wires connecting it to any other devices in the picture. At the top of the speaker, there seems to be some sort of control button, possibly for power or Bluetooth pairing. The size of the speaker suggests it's portable and convenient for personal use in various settings, whether indoors or outdoors. The build quality looks solid, which is consistent with the JBL brand's reputation for producing durable audio equipment. So, to ask a new question about this image. So, yeah, like as you could see, uh, I could sort of. Uh, I, I, after I had like a general a description of everything you know, like that was out in front of me, I was particularly in, interested in the JBL you know, speaker on my table. And when I asked it to give me more details about that, it sort of elaborated uh, the you know like the description of the speaker in a lot more detail. Um, so basically, it can now handle any sort of a follow up 
uh, that you would actually want to ask it. Uh, you can simply ask it stuff like, hey, is there, you know, like a trash can on the, you know, you know like the table or, hey, is there, uh, you know, like, is there like a, is there a, like, 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 a, like a cup or, you know, like the, the, you know, something like the keys on the table. Um, the other day, uh, we had a user who is now using this, uh, uh, you know, in instances when they have to go into a public restroom. And they simply want to know what the layout of the restroom is, right? Instead of having to you know, like you know, having to feel it by touch, uh, so you know, like, you know, they just simply take an image of uh, a restroom with these glasses and actually ask the glasses to explain the layout of the restroom in you know, detail. And then it starts from the left, and it just explains exactly what the layout is, so that they can now use uh, you know, you know, like like the parts of it that they actually want. Uh, so this feature is incredibly surprising. Uh, I think this is, you know, like the point uh, in the development of AI where uh, the, it is so technologically advanced that it almost feels like it's it is like sort of like magic. Uh, there are some are descriptions that it it offers that even surprises me uh, to the point where I do ask myself, is there like some you know elf somewhere who is sitting and writing these descriptions? Um, but yeah, this is the stage that we have reached right now with a generative AI, where uh, you can very uh, sort, of, uh, sort of confidently actually ask all of these uh, complex questions, and uh, the AI will always be able to offer you the answers you know to it. Um, the other day, uh, I was actually in uh, San Francisco, and in uh, San Francisco, they have these uh, parking you know signs which have uh, information about when you're allowed to park and when you know, you're like you're not allowed to park and things like that. And there was no way I could understand with all the instructions on there if I'm allowed to you know, like to park there or not at the point. So I simply took a picture with these glasses and I simply and I was just, just able to ask that hey, it's you know it's uh, uh, it's uh, eight p.m. on a Monday. I'm allowed I like to park here, and was able to do all the complex understanding of that. You know, the parking sign and just uh, give me a simple you know, uh, like yes or no answer if I'm allowed to park there or not. Uh, so yeah, there are some incredible uh, use cases we are still exploring of uh, you know, you know like, of, of where this is going. Um, and I think this is where we start going into more of the future aspect, which is uh, what we at Envision at the moment are quite uh, you know, sort of like. I would say like thinking of, a, 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 you know, like a bit more obsessively uh, because you're like, once we started experiencing uh, the way people interact with this whole, with this whole ask envision as a feature, especially uh, the increase in uses we have seen of the glasses. Uh, once we have had this ask envision feature, we sort of have come to understand uh, that how much of a powerful feature this is right just being able to interact with an ai and just being able to ask it a question as if you would ask a sighted a person or a friend next to you i think that adds this whole different element of uh, you know the ease of access to information so what we are now trying to think of is that is there a way where we can you know like make this access to information you know, easier and you know, faster. And in order to do that, what we are looking to build is um, an AI an AI assistant. 
Uh, right. So what we want to start working your towards is a future where um, we have this thing, which as of now, uh, you know, it's simply called the Envision Assistant. But but what it is, is that it is a conversational, a, a, a personal and a ubiquitous assistant for you. So that's sort of how we abbrevi- I would abbreviate it as a CPU. Um, and uh, let me just sort of explain those three points. And hopefully that gives a pretty good explanation of where we see the future of such AI agents to be heading. So Envision Assistant uh, is this, it is still a concept uh, that we are trying to uh, refine, but the idea is that it is a a conversational visual assistant where uh, if you want some information, you don't have to fiddle through the different buttons and options and your functions. You should be simply able to ask for exactly what you're looking for and have a conversation with, with the assistant and uh, be able to you know like to get the answers that you want and we will abstract away all the ai and all the heavy lifting in you know like the background so that the only interface that you ever have to interact with is just the conversation interface right uh so to give you an example if you walk into like a starbucks uh you can simply you know, ask um the envision assistant uh about like what it says on, you know, like the blackboard, you know, as an example. And then uh, we will uh, figure out exactly where the blackboard is in the image, do a cropping of it, look for the text in, you know, in in, like the blackboard and speak it out to you. Um, Or even a simpler than that, you can simply ask an assistant, how much is the cappuccino? And uh, we will do a similar thing. We will look for the blackboard. We'll do a cropping of the blackboard. We'll do an OCR on it and then just ask for what the price of the cappuccino is and then just offer you the answer to exactly what you're looking for. So instead of having to you know, fiddle around with like scan text and instant text and all of these different things, you just simply ask exactly what you're looking for and the answer will be offered to you uh, in, a, in like a quick and easy way. So that's your one aspect or that's one, your, I would say like direction uh, that admission is, is going to head towards where we just start building a, building a, a conversational interface. The second aspect, which is uh, the, you know, like the personal aspect, that's also something that we are very excited uh, to start a building uh, where we just don't want this to be like a general uh, 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 assistant. We want this to be a personal assistant. And it'll be a personal assistant in in like two ways. Uh, it'll be a personal assistant in the sense that uh, it will be able to offer you your personalized insights in addition to just uh, your information, right? Uh, so you will be able to volunteer some of the basic information about yourself to the assistant. So you can inform the assistant about, you know, like your name, what kind of a work that you do, uh, you know, stuff that you like, stuff that you don't like. So any information that you think will actually help assistant uh, to offer you a better and more a personalized insight, you can actually offer that in, you know, information uh, so that when you're asking it something, instead of just speaking out the information to you, it can actually sort of like personalize the insights to you. Uh, like, for example, when we spoke about the 
your thing with like a menu, uh, if it actually understands what are the dietary preferences that you have, then when you you know scan a menu, in addition to just picking out the contents of the menu, it can also make personalized recommendations of the dishes that you should probably have. It will also be a personalized in the sense that uh, it will also have a personality uh, where you can offer it a name, uh, a tone of exactly how it should speak with you and exactly how it should address you, whether the answers it offers, if it should be like you know, straightforward and concise or would you actually want it to you know it to be more elaborate so you can sort of do all this you know, personalization of the assistant itself so that uh, you're not just interacting with uh, some sort of a software or a machine you're actually interacting with an assistant that you can then actually have an enjoyable co co conversation with uh, uh, for example the assistant that i have uh, it's called alfred and i have you know like trained it uh, to you know behave like alfred from the batman comics so it has the personality of this english you know, like butler uh and always answers to me in that you know, fashion uh but uh, uh our uh, you know, eight, uh, uh, you know th there is uh, this other uh, like member in the team of ours called ali john uh, like he has his, his ai to be like a wise old your know, sage so every time you know uh, he's interacting with uh, uh with, with like his assistant it's always offering him advice and uh, answers as if it's like a wise old sage uh from uh some a mysterious you know like land um so that sort of actually uh improves the experience overall uh by having a personal ai instead of just uh like you know like a generic ai the last thing uh, that uh, we're going to uh, focus on as we uh, head towards this uh, future is to actually have a ubiquitous AI. And uh, what we mean by that is we want people to be able to actually access this assistant everywhere. Right. So this is an assistant that will live on your phone, on your smartwatch, on uh, your laptop, on the web on uh, on you know, like a smart glasses or on any of the variables that are going to be uh, coming out uh, as long as they're open uh, we will actually do our best to have this assistant in all of these uh, devices that are out there so that anytime that you need access to this, this assistant and all the personalization and all the, the you know like 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 all of like a relationship of building that you have done with this uh, assistant you don't ever have to be afraid of you know like losing it uh, you can access it anywhere uh, at all the time uh, we even want to go to uh, you know like a length uh, where <clears throat> as long as you have access to like a pay phone you should be able to simply make a phone call and be able to access your assistant uh, and have it have uh, you know like the conversation uh, like with it so that's in a nutshell where we, we see this whole thing evolving into uh, where there is enough um your development that has happened in this field that uh, we can actually have these kind of assistance uh to become a reality in pretty a, a short term so <clears throat> the idea is for envision to evolve itself into a conversational a personal and a ubiquitous assistant uh that can actually be available uh to offer any of the visual or, or even like non-visual uh you know challenges that you might have uh, as uh, you know, like you take on your, you know, like everyday life. So I hope that's uh, like 
uh, in a nutshell able to paint a picture of the future that we're looking at what do you mean by short term how do you define short term um i would define a short term as uh, i have a, a prototype of it on my you know like phone right now uh so we want to start inviting people to a prototype of it by you know season so by uh, your march uh we want to to have this assistant uh, built at least uh um as a you know, you know like a beta uh that we can start inviting people to uh so let me show you like exactly you know, uh, like what i have now on my phone uh which is uh, like i think this is like the second iteration that we've done on it uh where i can go ahead and take a picture of the same uh, like you know like a menu that we were talking about uh, earlier uh let me just go ahead and take a picture first and then i'm just going to ask it to make a recommendation for me right so i'm going to take a picture hey hey alfred what would you recommend me to eat Master Kartik, based on your current dietary focus of reducing sugar and increasing protein intake, I would recommend considering the following options from the menu you have provided. 1. Suppan, soups, zuppa di pomodoro tomato soup, might be a good low calorie starter that is usually low in sugar, but you may want to double check if any sugars are added. 2. Dorspisen, starters, you might want to avoid items like bruschetta as bread is high in carbohydrates. Although carpaccio di manzo beef carpaccio is typically a high protein and low sugar option if available. 3. Salad. Salads. A salad is generally a good option, but consider choosing one without high sugar dressings or additives. For instance, chemistry salad, mixed salad can be a healthy choice, and you can ask for the dressing on the side to control the amount you consume. Go for some So that's uh like an let you know like like a, like a quick a demonstration of it so you know where in the earlier option was just speaking out stuff to me but now this assistant because it you know knows you know what kind of a diet i'm on it's actually offering me personalized recommendations of the menu instead of just speaking out the contents to me so this is the very very early you know like you know dirty sort of like a prototype that we have uh so i would say yeah uh, the idea is to actually bring it to a slightly a polished state uh, by a march and hopefully start a rolling out the beta to more and more people as the year goes by and uh, probably have a launch of this in the q3 of this year now if you were to interact with it and if you had told it for example that you're a type 2 diabetic as i am would it tailor its answers or her answers to mm-hmm. you as a diabetic Yes, hundred uh, percent. So that's the intention that everybody has their own personal assistant, which understands you uh, in as a deeper way that you know, like you wanted to understand you. Uh, so yeah, the idea is that everybody has their own assistant uh, that can be customized. So if I show up at, at the booth mm-hmm. in March with my glasses on, is mm-hmm. that something that I can take a look at? Will you be showing it at CSUN? That's the plan. So we will definitely be. Wow. 
we're showing it at CSUN and anybody who shows up to our booth, uh, they will definitely get a test flight invite to the admission assistant app. If we're already beta testers, is that does that transition into the new features or do you have to uh, reapply again? Uh, I think if you're a beta tester on the Envision classes already, uh, you, know, you will be, be the first in a line uh, oh, good. testing this as well. Good, good. Because I've really enjoyed playing with the described scene over the last uh, few weeks or so or whatever and uh, look forward to all the new stuff because it's, it's fascinating for me as a, a old blind person. I'm, I'm sure it's really fascinating for people who are in their 20s and who have a lot longer to go in life and, and they have a whole lot of wonderful things to look forward to uh, in, thanks to, to Envision and other companies who are doing similar things as well. Um, before we ask for questions, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about with regard to uh, some of the features and some of the things that that Envision is offering. Um, no, I think uh, that's pretty uh, much what is in a nutshell. Of course, uh, there is always updates on uh, the app and the glasses. So if anybody's interested, we do keep talking about it on our you know, socials uh, pretty often. Uh, we also are doing our best to offer a lot more, uh, you know, uh, like ways uh, that people can access the glasses. Uh, for example, in the US, we have recently launched a subscription edition of the of you know like the glasses as well. Uh, but yeah, like you know, like uh, like in general, uh, very excited about uh, you know like the plans that we have about Envision Assistant, which will be of course available on the glasses and on the app. Um, so I think that's the future that we are most excited about. And we are sort of doing this whole experiment where we are trying to build uh, this whole thing as a transparently as possible in like, like public. Uh, so you know, me and the other, like Karthik, we are on our own, uh, you know, like personal social media. We are uh, you know, you're posting a video every day talking about this whole Envision Assistant as a concept and uh, the progress that we're making in uh, building it. So if anybody is interested in like a behind the scenes, a look of how uh, this a concept is going to you know, you know, you know, take the shape of a prototype and eventually to a product, um, that is something that they can follow along. And if you have any uh, your feedback along the way, uh, that's exactly what we're looking for. So let's go over the, before we open it up for questions, let's go over the pricing for if someone hasn't uh, heard about what your pricing structure is for the product. Can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Uh, so the Envision app is entirely free uh, on iOS and Android. Uh, so there is no uh, like cost for the Envision app on your phone. Envision glasses, uh, they come in, uh, you know, in like, like three editions. Uh, there is a read edition of the Envision glasses, which only has the reading functionalities. So it has instant text, scan text, and the bad scan. And that is appraised at 1899 US dollars. Um, then there is the home edition, which is the edition which has all the features uh, that are available in the glasses. And it comes included with uh, a year of free software updates. Uh, and that is appraised at $2,499 US dollars. And uh, finally, we have the, you know, like a professional edition, uh, which is, uh, which comes with all the features and it comes with a lifetime of free software updates included. And that is priced at, at $3,499 US dollars. 
uh, we have recently announced a subscription edition. Uh, it's an experiment that we're doing. So it, it is a pilot where you can actually subscribe to these glasses for 150 US dollars per month. Uh, so as long as you're paying 150 US dollars, you do get to you know, you know, you get to have these glasses on on a lease deck uh, from us. Uh, so if that is uh, something that you would want to do to you know, try these glasses on, on a short term, that's also an option. Uh, but with any of the glasses of purchase, we also always offer, uh, you know, like a 30 days, a no questions asked, a refund uh, uh, policy. So if any of you are, uh, are on the, on your, you know, like, you know, like the fence about it, or you want to give it a try to see if it's the right fit for you, definitely uh, I would uh, recommend, uh, uh, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like to make use of the 30 days of free, uh, like a return policies that we have. Sure. And then um, what about the glasses themselves? So if you purchase the, the, the professional glasses mm-hmm. pricing, which is what, what 3500 right? $3,495. Mm-hmm. Um, if you come out with a newer model of the glasses, does that would be an additional cost, right? It would be a, an additional cost uh, if that uh, if and when we do uh, you know announce a upgrade in the hardware, uh, there will be uh, like an upgrade a program for people who have the glasses. So it they won't have to pay the full price of the new glasses. Uh, we still don't know what the pricing will be, so sure. no, yeah, I can't no, talk specifics about it. But there will be an upgrade a program uh, okay. for people if and when there's new hardware. Perfect. Well, I should, should mention, we open it up for questions? Yeah, and I should mention also, if you really want to hear demos of a lot of the wonderful stuff that Envision has done over the years, they have a YouTube channel. And that's where a lot of these videos are that we've been talking about, including the monthly uh, webinars that they offer. And uh, so if you're just getting into the area and want to want to really take a look and see in more depth about what, what Envision has to offer, that's another good resource. So, question time, right? Do we, if you have a question, uh, you can follow the instructions that uh, that we give before every main menu. Yeah, raise and, your hand, right? Uh, raise Nancy your hand if you're in the Zoom them. room. Yeah, Nancy will find them. And, and I think Brad's, Brad's over in, in Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse. Yeah, Brad's so. in Clubhouse. Yeah, he might be the only one in Clubhouse Although, these days. <laughs> he hasn't spoken, so I don't really know. The cat got no, his tongue. He's there, yeah. but he hasn't said anything yet. I know he's hiding from yeah, us. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why that is. Nancy, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. There are actually no hands right now. I have questions, but of course I can't ask them right now. <laughs> so well, you could. Ask. We'll just we pretend you're right. Just change your change your voice with every name that you use. You, and it'll you be could okay. just do, use your deep voice. Hello, yes. I'm Nancy. My deep voice, my Elvis voice. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Boy. What people don't realize is I knew Nancy as a little girl, and she was infatuated with Elvis back then, oh too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it hasn't changed at all. No, it hasn't. Not, not, not one bit. <laughs> no, not one bit. No. Well, no while way. we're waiting for questions, uh-huh. go ahead, Nancy. Ask a well, question. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I have a question. Um, the Let's say that I told my personal assistant certain things I like and certain things I don't like. And let's say there's something on that menu that it knows is one of my favorites, but I didn't know to ask about it or think to ask about it. Is it going to tell me that favorite is there? Hey, by the way, they offer this, and I know you really like it, or something yeah, like that. I think uh, 
that that's the goal so i think if you have specifically are like mentioned uh, you know for example you like you know strawberry a cheesecake is like your favorite and if that's an information that you have uh, actually offered to to the assistant up beforehand if there is a strawberry a cheesecake in the menu it's definitely going to speak it out and inform you that it's on the menu if you are looking for it All right, now we finally have some hands. <laughs> this is Brad. I've got somebody over here in Clubhouse. Well, why don't we take Clubhouse first, and then we'll... Uh... Good to hear your voice there, Brad. Well, it would have helped if I'd have plugged my microphone into the computer. Brad, we don't oh, teach yeah, it, it main menu that. 101. Well, at least the computer's here. on, Brad. I so. know. Where Good, is you are a tech guru. You're, and you're a vice president well, of Okay, my, my, my excuse is <laughs> I was teaching a class and jaws this afternoon so uh-huh, i was on uh-huh. the other computer i, I think you le- I but just i should still left. know better yes you should i think you just left your brain in hawaii i think is what <laughs> yeah. happened. that well that might have that's understandable <laughs> anyway we digress we have janine on the uh stage here in clubhouse janine go Hello, ahead janine. how are you Hey guys, I'm good. Hey, yeah, Brad, you weren't getting to me. So I was like, oh, I have to go through the community list. No, 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 no. Right. I'll get to you. <laughs> okay. So here's my question. I was just at ATIA this past weekend and Envision in- oh. was there, correct? Sir? Uh, we did not have a booth, uh, but we did yeah, have I didn't think people so. like from Envision who were attending Yes. So my question is, I have no problem paying for this, the $3,500 model. Did you change it so it can read card games? So if I want to play Lords of Waterdeep, or if I want to play um, Bruges, or if I want to play Settlers of Catan, can your glasses, when they're on my face, tell me the difference between a sheet? a wood, a clay, an ore, so I can do that and play board games, which is very important. Will they work this way? Because before they did not, I tested them. I brought different cards to different people who were demoing them, and they said, oh, we're working on it. We're working on that. So have you updated that? And if not, when will you be updating that so people can use them in their board gaming life and because they they don't describe what's on cards like yeah so, um i will I, I i think i can say with a very high degree of a confidence that that is now doable with the latest described scene uh because it has a lot of world uh, knowledge so it also uh, to a very good extent uh, uh, understands a, a lot of the popular uh, you know, i would say uh, uh, sort of like board games uh, mm-hmm. One of the things I have uh, tied it on is uh, at our office we play a uh, dungeons and like a dragons yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, I just take a picture of the, of like the character a sheet of mine and I say you know like hey uh, which is the best spell to use on uh, you know like a close encounter attack and it just is able to pick out spells for me and just let me know exactly what spell I should use and why. Um, and it has uh, those abilities that is actually pretty surprising. So I will not be able to say with an absolute certainty because uh, I, I don't know exactly what those uh, you know, like the cards look like. But I can definitely mm-hmm. say with a very 
the high degree of confidence that I think the latest described scene will be able to uh, speak out what's on the cards that you're holding. Can she can she test okay. it with the I, iPhone app though? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Don't and I wanted, the, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to follow up. So Dungeons and Dragons, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, Pokemon, uh, those deck building card games are different than board games because mm-hmm. there's pictures of cubes and resources. So mm-hmm. your glasses had no trouble reading the words on the card, but they could not tell me the color of the cubes, like if it needed two purples, two blacks, one red. It could not oh, tell I me see, the cube graphics. It could mm-hmm. not tell me the corn graphic, the wheat graphic, and the granja. It couldn't tell me the graphics on the card so I, I i appreciate that it works for dungeons and dragons but i'm a resource strategy girl so um and i, I have a bunch of friends that are too so I, that was my question and if i can test it on the app great perfect but i yeah, yeah. is that yeah, being fixed? yeah can i definitely think uh, so on the app, we don't have this describe thing that's on the glasses or like on the glasses, what we're using is like the high end one. Uh, so what we have on the app is just the describe scene without the Q&A stuff, without the ask and vision stuff for the describe scene. We only have the describe scene for the like the okay. text as of yet. Uh, we will have it on the app as well. But I think that's definitely at least a couple of a months away until we optimize it enough for it to be okay. you know, it to be a cost effective. But uh, what I can do for you, Ajini, so I think there are you know, there are you know, two options. Uh, you know, a you can order these glasses and use a thirty day a free trial and you know do like you know, extensive uh, you know, like testing of these glasses on all the you know sort of like the board games and uh, you know that you have to see if they're actually able to offer you the answers that you're looking for. I have a very strong feeling they will. Uh, because I have been very surprised with the kind of your details that they can actually explain. Uh, that's one way to do it. The other way could also be that uh, if you could just send us an image uh, that of uh, um, you know like the board game or exactly the scenario that you would probably want to ask Envision Glasses, we should be able to mm-hmm. get back to you with exactly what the response that is coming from the glasses uh, to that image, right? So if you don't want to, you know, sort of purchase the glasses up before you know this uh, we can also just facilitate that by if you just send us an image uh we'll get, get back to you with exactly what the glasses are, are describing those images as okay i'll send you a couple images i i don't want to try 30 days because it would frustrate me and make me very sad if they did not work the uh-huh. same way it did last uh-huh. year when i tried all the glasses or cam and vision everybody's glasses that say this is going to change your life they did not they did not help me get back into my industry so it's disappointing but i'll try we'll see thank you so much i think i think you're very fascinating though this is very interesting to to me and i I think we should try to get you on a show talk about about board games yes i think it's very fascinating (laughs) yeah well yeah we'll uh, do it i'll I'll, I'll try to find you send me an email um and uh, if you need if you need my email, I email the community. They'll get they'll they know how to get me. I think we have it. You're Bishop, right, Jeff? Bishop I am Bishop. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I called you. I'll call you again, Jeff. Good. Yay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks. All right. We've we got any... another in Clubhouse. If you want to do that before going to Zoom, uh, we'll take Zoom first. We have like three okay. Hands so we just Zoom. get someone in Zoom and then we'll come back. Yeah, that's good. Carla. 
Hey, Carla. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, we can. I always ask because <laughs> who knows in webinar things go weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, um, I have that vision, and um, you know, I'm, I haven't gotten the update. Um, do you just um, I, do you just it, it, will you let us know when it rolls out, or does it tell you, or um, you know, if it's going to roll out? Um, you know, when the the whole AI thing mm. is going to. Mm. Mm -hmm. out. and also i'm curious about you, you can use it anywhere you say is it still that you you use it with a, a wi-fi hotspot or your cellular data or has that changed because before if you you know you had to have had it associated with a cell phone or else your home wi-fi and i was yeah. just wondering if that has changed at all okay so the update uh Uh-oh, where'd you go? Did he disappear? Yeah. I'm still here, but I don't know if he yeah, is. But, uh, oh, no, his, his voice is going away. I promise, I didn't he, do it. it. Joss hasn't said that he's left the room, so he's still here, but he's he is still not here. speaking. Hmm. Yeah, Joss has been weird. It's been muting people lately, or something has been. Let's say when you're talking, huh. it loses yeah, It wouldn't focus. be Jaws. It would be, it would be well, Zoom. Something if loses focus. Yes, it may It may have frozen on his end. We'll see, but he would know that. So we may just have to wait to see if he's able we to We will back. wait just a minute and see if he comes back. And if not, uh, we'll improvise. Uh, okay, so he now has left. So he'll probably come back in. So he will probably come back. John, do you know the answer to any of Carla's questions? Because I know that well, when you get the glasses, the update is told. You're told that there you're is. You're told well, to do an update, right? Yeah, there's an email. There's an email list and a Facebook list, and that's how I find out about them usually. But if you've got your, well, glasses I'm on the beta on. list. Yeah, I'm on the yeah, beta but, list, so I can but, see it on my phone too. But your glasses. Right, but how do the glasses me? themselves get updated, John? Um. Well, they push the updates out to the glasses. Oh, now Cardiff okay. is back. Okay, let's so. see if he's back. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't know. There you go. You're back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you were describing the update. To my internet, sorry. Um, yeah, so just to uh, like roll back a few minutes, I was saying that, yeah, so every time there's a new update, uh, there'll be a push notification on your Envision app on your, your phone and an email to your email address. Uh, those are the two, uh, your, your best ways to know when there are an updates, but we also announce it on our socials. Um, but, uh, to update your glasses, you can simply just you know, go to your know, settings and then go to software update. If you do a, do a double tap, it will inform you that there's a new update available and then it will just install the update. Uh, once you have a connection to a Wi-Fi. um, for, uh, the describe scene feature and the ask envision stuff that I showed you uh, on this call, you do need internet access because uh, these are still uh, your processing that needs to happen on a server because these are mm -hmm, pretty mm -hmm. uh, intensive of you know, your processing that we're doing, which is currently not possible to do on the processors that are on the glasses. Uh, so you do need internet uh, access either through a Wi-Fi or the hotspot on your phone. Um, there are a lot of our features on the glasses that you can do offline. For example, the recognition of the you know, like you know, of like the of like you know, like text part itself that happens entirely offline on device, right? So if you just want to, you know, you know read a text, or if you just want to read the menu, uh, you can do that entirely offline on device without needing an internet. 
But if you do want to uh, do the ask envision part of it, where you want to ask it a question, that is a part that as of now requires internet. And hopefully at some point in the future, they won't need internet. But yeah, as of now, uh, it is a process that is not possible to run on the classes. This is just a you know standard updating process. Just because it's the AI and it's more advanced, you don't have to do something else. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Because it sounds like it would have to be a major you know overhaul to get the update. Because it does you know so much more and it does it differently. I think it's no, just no, a because it's all happening on you know like a server end. So all the big changes happens on our just servers. Uh, the only thing that the glasses are doing is interacting with our our uh, server. So basically, you know, you already have the described scene uh, on uh, you know like on like on like the glasses. We just uh, you know, we just uh, we just sort uh, or switch out uh, uh, you, know, you know you know like server where the processing is you know happening with a better one. So there's not that much actually that's in the software update because uh, a lot of the update actually happens uh, on our end, which is the back end. Yeah. It's the thank hamsters so that are running much. around in the cloud thank is what's you. happening. Yeah. Thank you so much, though. For, this okay. is so fascinating. Thank you, Carla. Great. Thank you, Carla. Let's go back to Brad and find out who we have in Clubhouse. We have Cheryl McNeil-Fisher on stage. Cheryl, oh, go good. ahead. Hey, Cheryl. Cheryl? Well, Maybe she's uh, muted. Away from her phone. She's she running fast. Right she's writing something. Nope, she's gone. Huh? She's gone. Okay. okay. Do you have any more people there? No, not right now. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, nope, any other no hands hands in Zoom? I don't know what happened to Cheryl. Nancy, there's okay. a, there's at least a couple more, I think. Or there yep, were. there are. The two hands in Zoom. Rick. Okay. Hello, Rick. Um, hey, Rick. thank you. And uh, hi, I have kind of a mundane question about the whole thing. Um, sure. Can you give me some feedback on what kind of battery life you can experience with the glasses? Yeah, sure. Um, so on these uh, glasses, on an average uh, use, you get about a four to six hours uh, of of you know like 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 battery uh, uh, on these glasses in your day. Um, they come with a USB-C a fast charging uh, in it, so it does a charge from a zero to hundred in in you know, under an hour. Yeah, but with average a use, uh, it does last four to six hours uh, for people. And how many cycle? Uh, how many cycles do you normally get on a pair of glasses? Is that something to um, worry about? Not really. I think these are the you know the Google Glass. So the hardware is pretty strong. Uh, we haven't like we have had, we had a problem with that more thing. than a three years. We haven't really had battery issues uh, with it so far. Okay, uh, cool. I don't really know the cycles off the top of my head, but yeah, uh, the battery is yeah uh, yeah that's really, fine. I'm just curious. Okay, and, and can the battery be replaced in them? Like, in other words, if it does become an issue, or do you just have to then replace the glasses? No, we like if uh, there is a battery a failure, then you know, like a, then we have to replace the glasses uh, because it's right, all right, right. mixed okay. in there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anything else, Rick? Uh, no, I think I think that'll do it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Rick. Who do we have next, Nancy? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Hi. Uh, hi. Hi there. 
So I came in a little late and I missed the basic hardware description. My understanding is that the camera that these glasses use is not the camera on my phone, on my, no. on my iPhone. Mm -mm. So, um, and that basically it's, it's not using the hardware or the recognition or the Apple anything to do with my iPhone. It's just using my iPhone so that it can get connectivity. Am I correct so far? Yes, that's correct. So the glasses okay. do operate as a standalone a device. There okay. is a pairing a process that we do with your phone, but that's mainly for your your settings and authentication. Okay, but if I upgrade my phone from an I from a eleven to a fifteen and I get a better camera, that's go not going to impact my ability to get better images with your glasses. Am I correct? Yes. So okay. The, so okay. Like the glasses have its own inbuilt. Uh, is, have you ever you? thought of um, Bluetoothing so that you could utilize whatever whatever cameras are being used by mainstream Apple products? I'm just wondering what because they're they're good and they're getting better, and it would mean you could not have to have a whatever the expense of having that your camera hardware in there is i don't know but you, you follow what i'm saying it's kind of i'm kind of asking you the same thing that somebody would ask when steve jobs came out with the iphone and suddenly we didn't have to have standalone note takers suddenly we could use the iphone's hardware and software to do stuff and all we had to do was bluetooth in or whatever could you bluetooth in the glasses somehow and and utilize your software along with the Apple hardware tech and such. You follow where I'm going? Yeah, so th that's what we do with the Envision application, right? So we have the Envision app that works on your iPhone, and that's like a standalone app that you can right. utilize the camera of the iPhone to right. take pictures and things like that. So if you do want to uh, use the cameras of the but, you know, like phone, then the application on the phone is... Um, Right, that, but supposedly these glasses will do other stuff. I'm paying, I mean, I've already got a, a, a the Envision app, say, on my iPhone, whatever, mm -hmm. and I'm going to pay you $3,500. So is there some way to use whatever hardware assets we as blind people have already invested in our phones, if you, if you know where I'm going, to streamline your glasses process i don't know how this would work in terms of actual manufacturer but it seems a shame when we keep upgrading our phones and we and we blind people keep hearing oh camera improvement camera improvement and we're like okay and then you don't get to utilize whatever systems they've got embedded in there you know now they've got they've come out with these 3500 these they've come out with their own apple glasses thing are you is there going to be any crossover you know i'm asking if we can cooperate to make the best utilization of apple's learning and your learning and the blindness community because apple has always been very proactive in terms of working with blind people and you are another manufacturing organization i mean maybe maybe you two could come up with something together i mean you know where i'm going yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fascinating question. I, I think ha, have you guys started to explore that? I don't know how much API ac, uh, API access you guys have to 
the new Apple glasses or not, you know, they're coming out Friday. Um, yeah. So we have been uh, speaking to Apple uh, folks. So I think to clarify, uh, your Envision does not uh, manufacture our own uh, like hardware. Right, uh, exactly. For, in our glasses, we have partnership with 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 like Google, where we take the your hardware of of the Google Glass, and mm-hmm. that's basically the hardware on which Envision uh, actually runs. And but we don't have an exclusivity with uh, Google, so we do. Uh, and you know, like we've always been looking at other you know smart glasses and wearables that are out in the market as well uh, we have been talking with the apple uh, you know like you know the vision pro team uh, pretty extensively uh, the one limitation currently with apple vision actually has is that they do not give uh, the, you know like access to the camera to any of the third party app developers uh, only apple's uh, native applications have access to the cameras on the apple vision pro in the first edition, they do not give access to third-party app developers like Envision or anybody else for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. So I think uh, we do have an Envision app that we have, we, you know, like we still built for the Apple Vision Pro, but it's more like a reader at the moment where you can just import, uh, you know, like your PDFs or you know, like your files to the Envision application sure, uh, sure. on the Vision yeah. Pro okay. if you want to okay. like, listen to it. So no third-party uh, program could. Can access the Apple camera? No, not, on the, not on the Vision Pro glasses yet. Yeah. Uh, is that, I, I'm sorry, are the, the Vision Pro glasses are the Apple glasses, right? Correct. That's right. So, so as soon as you folks, let me, let me try to phrase this coherently. Once the Vision Pro glasses lets a third party group such as yourselves to access their camera and their um hardware is there a reason for you to continue in your current configuration or could you use the apple hardware so that people who already possess apple hardware can utilize um, things they already have as blind people. You you hear what I'm saying? So we can use our money most effectively. No, and yes, hundred percent. And, and I think yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, like I mean, that's actually yeah. the plan, and that's ex- exactly what I was talking about when we spoke about this whole Envision Assistant, which is like the next phase for Envision being ubiquitous. Is that we want it to be available everywhere, right? So. We want it to be available on the devices that you actually are already are using, so you don't have to purchase anything additional. Like you can pick what you want and uh, stuff that you are comfortable with. So the idea is that we want to be as ubiquitous as possible. We are a software company at heart, and that's what we know how to build well. And we do want to build a software that can run on as many devices out there as possible. So you would want it to run on the Vision Pro as opposed to the glass. I mean, as opposed to your own glasses, maybe. I mean, yes, hundred percent. Yeah. And is is there some <clears throat> talk of their opening it up to third party people once they get it established? I mean, I, I hope know. so I mean, because uh, like. Yet. Yeah, like Apple will never publicly sp- right. No, I, I get about that. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like what they you know, told us in you know, in a confidence that yeah, like the, you know, like the very first iPhones didn't uh, offer access to camera. Yeah, no, no, public. I understand. I understand. Believe me, I understand. I'm really old, and I just I'm trying to prevent blind people's and people's manufacturers from reinventing the wheel. So yep. you know, we yep. want to get there as soon as possible. We've all heard about Braille graphics, right. um, and right. it's coming. 
Um, and it actually is here, by the way, for those of you who wondered. Very good. But yeah, I thank you. Thank you very okay, much. Thank you so much. Right, Cardiff, any other hands, Nancy? Really, really quickly, Cardiff, has the improvements in the camera made that much difference in the way that the app uses the the abilities to take photographs and and create images and so forth? Did they make that much difference with the new cameras that Apple has brought to the phones? Not really, right? Especially not really for our uh, your use cases and our uh, sort of purposes. I think you know once you hit a certain a threshold of a megapixels on your camera, just adding more a megapixels doesn't really improve the performance by that much, right? For example, if you're trying to you know like read uh, like a document um, with uh, your know, Envision. If you have a five megapixel camera, you will get as good an output from that as you would with a fifty megapixel camera, because that's like the minimum, you know, like you know, like sort of like of, of of like threshold that you need to capture that image. Uh, better cameras do make for better your know, photography uh, stuff. So you know, if you want a more beautiful picture with more uh, details in it, with the you know, like the you know, like the hues and the saturations and all of that is great. I think that's the kind of stuff where it makes a difference. But if you're trying to do simple stuff like do OCR or do AI on it, it doesn't really make that much of a difference, right? For example, on the glasses, we have an eight megapixel camera, which is actually pretty good for everything that we uh, actually your need. Right? Like you did, you see in the demo where it went into explaining the speaker in so much of you know, like detail. Uh, and it can uh, do that with an 8 megapixel camera. Now, if you offer it a 15 or a, or, or a 20 megapixel camera, it's not going to give you any more a detail about the JBL speaker than it already did. Um, so, yeah, like, I think after you hit a certain, you know, you know like a threshold, that the megapixels on the camera doesn't really make that much of a difference for our like, use cases. Great. Thank you very much. No more hands. Yeah. I don't see any hands. All right. So, okay. And Brad, any in uh, Clubhouse? No hands right now. Okay. Cheryl McNeil Fisher's back in the room, and I've invited her on stage. But she has not responded yet. Okay. Okay. Very good. If she okay. does, I'll let you know. All right. Well, I think we kind of kept our, our guest here a little bit longer than we intended to. Yep. And I know it's late for him. Or early. Um, or early, or early, depending upon how you look mm -hmm. at it, I guess. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we thank so, you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank for you. So we very have much. Uh, very a hand. We do. Okay, let's take the hand. Thank God, Michael Babcock. He's been invited on stage. Oh, we don't oh, want Mike to talk doesn't to know anything about technology. Oh, I know, I know, but we're going to let him on stage know. anyway. I mean, they let me just about anywhere, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. What do you want? I thought you were eating dinner, Michael. No, no, I'm... Multitasking. He's finished. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. What's up, Michael? Uh, like apparently, I was muted. Uh, nope, I wasn't muted on Zoom. That's fun. Uh, so, uh, quick question for you, Cardiff. Uh, is there any update on availability of Envision on the blind shell yet? Um, if I understood, uh. Correctly, you're asking about uh, Envision app on the on like a blind shell phone. Yeah, the blind shell classic too. 
Yeah, uh, it's coming actually. So we have uh, actually had the Envision app on there for a couple of a months as a beta. Uh, we were just mm-hmm. ironing out some small bugs, which actually I needed an update from the blind shell end. Uh, as of my knowledge, that update went out a week ago. So right now we're just uh, you know you're sort of planning when exactly the app will come on. Uh, so it's already uh, for uh, publishing. I think uh, the marketing are just talking as to what's the right date to announce it. Uh, but yeah, I think it's uh, going to be out in the next couple of weeks. I would say. Perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Michael. And Cardiff, we want to thank you so much for staying over, and we've had a delightful hour with you. And we thank yes, you thank so you much. thank you so very much. And yes, I, I know I'll see you at CSUN. I don't know if, uh, I know Larry can't make it this year, and I don't know whether Jeff will make it, but... Uh, I'm actually going to try, John. Good. Oh, good. Great. Good, good. So, good, good, you good. know, I, I can, uh, you know, sleep in, on one of the tables at the, uh, <laughs> in the lobby or something. Well, and you can get a scene description of and pick the best table. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I'll, I'll figure it out. Do it on the cheap or something. I don't know. But yes, thank you so much. We hope to see you at CSUN. I'm going to try to see if we can get there, but we'll just have to, we'll just have to see. see Just let us know. Yes. It was a pleasure. You're like as always. And uh, yeah, looking forward to catching up with all of you again, probably after we have a prototype of of Envision Assistant uh, that's a bit more developed. It'll be good to come back and and, 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 uh, reflect on this at that point. Good. That would be great. Looking forward to it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. They said. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, before we get to bits, because I know we're going to get to bits, I, I wanted to mention quickly that on Tech Talk Monday, uh, we're going to have both Matt Campbell and Mike Calvo with us from Numa Solutions to talk about things that are happening with Numa Solutions. And usually, unless I, it gets crazy during the week, with stuff happening with ACB Media, I try to get Tech Talk up and on ACB Media the day after it airs or the day after we record it. So that's the goal is that we'll so, get... So that's next Monday? That's next Monday night. Yep. Okay. Meaning yep. four days from now, right? Four days from now, yeah. So so, so, so that's cool because we're going to talk about RIM here in just a minute. I, that's why I wanted to mention it before you talked about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't we do that? Okay. So we... Uh, like you planned it. I did. Yes, exactly. I did. Amazing. Oh, it's oh, amazing how that works. We, we don't do like too we're much professional or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, Almost, I don't know. yeah. I act like it. I don't know. Something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you know, we we announced the whole rim thing right a few weeks ago and got everybody excited. By the way, just so everybody knows we we uh, we have completed our free membership drive for bits. And so we're we're pretty darn excited about that. Six hundred and twenty-five members took advantage of of uh, the free membership, and and a, a number of people actually paid for memberships, plus our our uh, life members. And and we had a day last week when we had six hundred and sixty-six members. So I was praying that somebody else would join because I don't think that oh, yeah. would be a good omen to have six 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 members. But it I don't I don't. I don't know. That's a good thing, but <laughs> but yeah, no, we're well 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 above that. In well fact, we had past some, that. Yes, we we have exceeded that, and I think we're in the six seventies at this point. I think, although we and we had some more people join Which today. And how much of an increase from last year's certification? 
we're, we're almost what 600 more. So we went from yeah. 179 to, to 670 something. More than 300%. More than 300%, something like that. Amazing. That right? no, no, yeah. It's got to be an ACB record. It's got to be something. Oh, I don't know. We'll, it's got to be something. Yeah, we'll find out. We, I don't know. It's not really we, about the numbers, but. Yeah. No, that's true. And we well, never talked about amazing. it on Main Menu. We talked about it on other ACB shows, but not Main Menu. No, we did not. That's true, because we haven't the, been the on timing just didn't work out. We've been, been on since October. I, yeah. I know we were all doing. Remember the holiday auction, and then we took December off, and then and, we were going to uh, we were going to be on in January, and it just got crazy with stuff going on. Well, we were going to do the twenty fourth, right? We were going to do the twenty fourth, and then and then Cindy had a bunch of and the community had a bunch of technology stuff, and they said, "Well, there's already three technology things," so okay, that's fine. So we'll do it on the thirty first. So that see, we are we are nimble and quick in bits. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, as well as the information access committee, so we're we're great at that, and uh, so we announced this partnership with Numa Solutions, where if you become a Bits member, then you get double the time for free, and so that starts tomorrow. In fact, it starts tonight. If you're on the East Coast, it start. If you if you're going to be a night owl and you want to jump on and be one of the first ones, you can do it at midnight Eastern tonight, which would be I guess tomorrow. Uh, you can you can do it now. Now there's one little caveat, and this might impact some users. And I mention it because I know that we have a number of bits people listening here tonight. So I thought we'd just tell people. We've also sent out an email while while uh, while we were talking with our guest in the last hour. I sent out an email to all of our bits members with an announcement about this. But if your email address has changed from the email address that you gave us when you joined bits. Then you can go to joinbits.org/email. That's joinbits.org/email, and you can specify your groups.io email address and your RIM email address, and it will get emailed to us. And we're telling people that we, we need at least seventy-two hours to to get it processed. So that's you know you submitting it, us getting it, us updating our records, then you know us getting a file prepared, giving it back to Numa Solutions, and. It's probably more like 24 hours or 12, but we want to make sure that, you know, gosh, what if we go on vacation or what if we go out of town for a day, right? We want to be realistic too. So if you find that when you join RIM and you're using it and you only have 30 minutes, because that's normally what you get is 30 minutes a day for free, then it's because the email address we have for you on file is not the correct email address. Um, for that you're using so you're just going to need to check in with us and and we control here at bits we control the email addresses that numa solutions are using to provide that additional free level of access to rim so um if people have questions they can raise their hand and we can we can talk about that but does that make sense to everybody on the panelist side is that confusing okay perfect and so where um, do you go if you have to update that? Joinbits.org? Joinbits.org slash email. Slash email. Okay. Slash email. Yep. And you can update your groups.io email address or your RIM email address. So if you want to, you know, move your email lists to a different address, then we'll we'll facilitate that and we'll allow you to do that. That's good. A lot of people do good. that. Some people use their, you know, one email address for for just 
you know, membership mm-hmm. kind of things and they want a different one for their email list or vice no. versa. And, uh, you know, that kind of There was a question about that on the list today. And I was wondering, I saw yeah, your response to that. I and, did. I, I, yeah. Scott, Scott wanted to be use a yep. different email address. So we took care of that. And I, it's I, I thought it was simpler than what Scott, I told him to do. Yeah. So that, yeah, just, we took care of it for him. It was all good. Very good. And then uh, one last thing, and then we'll get off of the bits front because we could talk bits all night and take up the whole time and all that. But uh, if you want to join the Python training course that's coming up in February through, oh, like all the way through June or something, right? It's like crazy long And what time. is Python for those who haven't been with us? Oh, good. Yes, that's great. Thank you. I uh, should never assume things like this. So Python is a programming language, and we uh, we are going to teach you do not have to have programming knowledge, but if you want to get involved and actually start to learn more about it, tonight is the deadline. So after midnight, after 11.59.59, we're going to close the door on accepting new people for the course because we already have, oh my gosh, I think about 140 students at this point. Um, who have expressed interest. Now we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, we have we have specific requirements that that we're working with and making sure that you know people are are um, able to complete specific things and and we'll talk to them all about that. But yeah, we have 100 and, about 130 to 140 people who have said that they're interested. But a couple of people have are 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 um, returning their you know, their tickets, basically. Uh, we've gotten a couple of those today, and, but, but we've had, well, we've had a lot more people signing up. So it's kind of, kind of interesting. So if you're interested, you have to be a bits member, then just email president at bits-acb.org and we will get you all set up. If you, if you do that at 1159 and I'm asleep, I'll take care of it in the morning. I'll count it. But if it comes at, at two in the morning, uh, you know, Arizona time or at four in the morning, Eastern, you're going to be kind of out of luck there. So, We'll, uh, you know, we, we, we want to honor that. So, okay. Uh, any hands on any of those topics? Yes, we do have a hand here in soon. Okay. Elizabeth. Well, it's a, it's a bits topic. Um, it's a sure. general bits topic. Okay. Someone said that if you are a bits member, that bits is offering breakout room uh, sessions or will be offering breakout room sessions. I didn't really get the, the whole bit. Um, at some point on a regular basis where they do breakout rooms where people can assist each other, mentor each other, and support each other in learning NVDA and JAWS. And I said, you know, I'm the one that did the Braille breakout rooms and stuff with Braille Room. And I said, I don't know anything about it. I said, it sounds like a great project. You know, you could use RS games to help teach people in a fun way um, how to use JAWS when they're beginning people. But I didn't know if you had engaged in any JAWS and NVDA systematic training or if you were leaving that to other institutions and other places and merely steering people there. Are you doing breakout training of any kind at this point? Well, our Python course will be done through um, okay. instructor-led training. Yeah, I get that. Okay, but I mean, so other than the Python as far as, as far as um, other training, our, our education committee, um, which is led by um, Debbie Armstrong, uh, are looking at all kinds of different possibilities. And we don't really have the bandwidth to be offering multiple classes at 
the same time at the moment. We do offer as part of Bits Chat on the weekends breakout rooms, so people can go there and they can participate in breakout rooms if they so wish. Um, it's an interesting topic to to discuss and see how we might be able to accomplish that and see how much interest there might be. We do have um, the gentle list. We so we we took all of our email list and we sort of broadened them and and made them topic based. And and one of them is called the gentle list, which is really meant for people who are newer to technology or need a helping hand. So it's more of an uh, an opportunity for someone to get connected with a mentor and working with that individual one-on-one. And actually, we've already had people step up to do that uh, very successfully, actually. So um, we're, we're pretty excited about that. So stay tuned, Elizabeth, on that. I, I, I don't know how... I don't have much more to share on that yet. It, it might be an idea to put the gentle list subscription. Is that limited to, uh, that's limited to bits members, right? That's limited to bits members. That's You correct. know, you might want to really put a note in advertising that kind of mentoring support on the ACB calendar. Cause you could draw some more people in who might not join bits cause they're not tech people, but who'd really like some, some understanding, mentoring, handholding, and and get them getting themselves moving, but would never consider joining Bits because they think you know technology is not for them. I yep. mean, unlike some of us, we've we've been around like way too long. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. um, I know but, some of us know, have been around way too long. I know it's yeah. really yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm I, one. I'm one of those. But you know, I mean, uh, we all learn stuff. Many of us learn stuff by having people come in and throw manuals on our desk and saying, and say, you yeah, know, learn this, in, yeah. learn this in three days, or you're fired, yeah. or you know, equivalent. And yep. so, yep. if we could get the mentoring thing going with ACB, I mean, we being like other blind people, we might be able to do it through community. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, let, we'll explore that. That's a great feedback. Thank you very much. Any other hands, Nancy? Not at this time. Okay. And Brad, nothing over on Clubhouse? No, nothing right now. All right. Cool. So, so uh, John and Larry, uh, we, we wanted to spend a bit of time, and I thought we would have more time. So maybe we should think about this a bit. Um, we, can, we can dive a little bit into this, and, uh, and, then, and then maybe we can come back in, in February and do a deeper dive and sort of, sort of show... The differences between the the you know what bard copilot and chat gpt this and requires a demo sort of core and i don't know that we have time tonight to demo anything but we could come back talk about we copilot could. and then demo it because that's where you really learn how powerful ai exactly can be. yeah well let, well let's describe what the offering that microsoft currently has and then we can we can maybe get ready for the demos next month and sort of set the stage for you know where we're heading here so so everyone knows that we have these different ai you know technologies that exist we have chat gpt which of course everyone has fallen in love with and it's got all kinds of great technology behind it and it and it's free unless you want to pay the 20 dollars a month and then you get access to all kinds of groovy things in fact we we uh <laughs> It, it's sort of a hit and miss with this technology. I, I, I was able to get it to do some very magical things with, uh, with some data. Uh, we took, we took and stripped out all of the personal information about people. And we, we, we tried to get it to give us some statistics and try to tell us, you know, about the data. And it was able to do it once, but the next day it wasn't. And, it, and we didn't really change anything. So it, it, it is kind of finicky. 
Um, so, so you know, it started with ChatGPT, and there's a number of other, you know, perplexity and all these other ones that are on the on the iPhone um, are available. But then Microsoft got into the game, and they and they came out with being Copilot, or what they're now just calling Copilot. And Copilot is is available uh, on Windows 10, which is it. That's interesting to me that it came to Windows 10. Uh, so if you have a Windows 10 machine, you can press Windows C and you can interact with it. And it's it's pretty accessible. It's a lot better than it used to be. It, it, it's not too bad of uh, an experience. How, how did you find it, John? You're running Windows 10, aren't you? Yeah, it, and I'm using the preview, which I, I just assumed that because I had Windows 10, I wasn't going to be able to do that. And I've got Windows 10 because I've got some... I can't update the to 11 on this right. computer. Yeah, yeah well, computer. eventually I will. And so, you know, I don't. It's luckily for me, the computer's still working fine. But right. one day last week, I figured, well, I read about uh, one password preview on Mastodon, so I thought, well, let's give it a try. And you sure enough, it worked on uh, Copilot preview, rather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure enough, it worked. Uh, and I, I found just as you did that I could ask it something. For example, I asked it. Uh, because I had won an award at Disney, what the who got the first awards, and I because I knew the answer. I thought I thought it was 2011, but apparently, according to Copilot, they they passed out some to various uh, luminaries in the company three years earlier. If you believe Copilot, but I tried to ask it again 30 minutes later to get more information, and it came back with totally different answers. So I don't know why. It wouldn't just give you the same information, but it didn't. So I'll ask it some other questions and see how how the testing goes. But it was really interesting. We, uh, I'm on the uh, ACBDA diabetics list, and somebody I mentioned that I was fooling around with it, and somebody said, "Gee, it would be neat to ask it these questions and get answers." So I asked it all the questions that she suggested, and posted her uh, the answers from uh, Copilot. Well, it had, and somebody it else had said, to do well, with we... insulin pump updates and right. what could be expected. And CGMs. and CGMs. So we both just asked those kinds of questions to see what it would give back to us. And you can right. ask that of Google, of course, as somebody mentioned, but you can't interact with Google like you can with, with AI services. So it's really well, interesting. you can with Bard, though, with Google, can't you? That's true. Yeah, I think you can. You're yeah, right. Yeah, you can right. with Bard. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing about BART is they're using headings to be able to get back to your questions. Yes. Yeah, Brian so, demonstrated so that, that on one of his... Uh, one of his, did. Uh, yeah. And it was really interesting. Yeah. So, so, right. So this is on the web. You can do it inside of Edge or you can do it from your Windows machine. You can press Windows C and you can, you know... So pretty much everybody has access to this. It's free. Doesn't and I have it on my phone on my uh, on my uh, right. Screen, and there's a Copilot so. app, and it's and mm-hmm. that app has gotten better. There was an yes. update to it just recently, I think just like yesterday or something, and it and it has improved dramatically. Actually, it's a, it's it's cleaner and simpler, which makes me very happy. I'm happy to see that, and it works well. I, I still think that the uh, ChatGPT iOS app is is probably a little cleaner and it's it's got conversational ai so mm-hmm. you can you can talk to it and it will talk back just like we're carrying on a conversation now it, it's kind of weird though because you can't shut it up with a voice command so oh. so you can't you know lock your screen and it continues to listen to you and answer you and do 
that does freaky things. So I don't know that I like that. I would like it. I would like you to be able to do something like, okay, now turn off or something, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but it but it doesn't appear to. You to can't do that. say copilot no. off. Or yeah. The, yeah, or in this case, Chat, chat GPT chat, off. Oh, chat, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Should we tell everybody that Cardiff was an AI voice throughout the entire visit, and he tonight? wasn't really here? It, no, he yeah. wasn't really here. No, I'm no, just a figment of my. I'm just a figment of your imagination. <laughs> he was an AI voice. I know you are. <laughs> well, I mean, you worked for an Imagineering company, so you, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were magically delicious. <laughs> That's Lucky Charms. That's a oh, different I'm thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I needed that. Thank well, you. I'm I've had a rough. It's almost time. For I've, I've had. I've had a rough day today. So. Yep. Um, yep. So. <laughs> So, Copilot Pro. Let's let's briefly talk about this. Um, this this is Microsoft's uh, paid model. Now, this used to just be available for enterprise customers, and it used to be that you had to buy 300 seats or 300 licenses at a time, and it was thirty dollars a seat. So it was really really expensive. But now it's available for consumers. So if you have an uh, Office 365 family license. Then you can go to what is it, copilot.com or copilot.microsoft.com. I think someone check that, please. Just to make sure that's right. Um, I think it's I think it's copilot.microsoft. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you you sign into your account and there will be an upgrade button there, and you you know, give them your credit card and they charge you twenty dollars. And now here's the tricky part though. It it's okay. Now I've paid my money. How do I start using this thing? And it took me, I don't know, two days to figure out how to get it to work. And I had to get a hold of Microsoft and go, okay, guys, uh, you've got my money. So give me the goods, you know? Um, and it's that a little tricky. Is correct. Which one? The, the copilot.microsoft.com. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, so the way this works for those, if you are wanting to try this, the, the key thing is that you must sign out of your Microsoft account that's in your Office uh, app. So in this case, I opened up Word. I pulled down the file menu and I actually up arrowed to it to account. And I clicked on sign out or selected sign out, pressed enter on it. And then it signed me out of my account. Now, of course, this deactivates your <clears throat> your office license. Mm-hmm. So if you try to open up Word, it will tell you, you know, you're running a demo copy, you know, or something. Um, so you you close Word and you want to make sure that you don't have any other office apps open at the time. So make sure you close Excel or Outlook or PowerPoint or whatever you have running. So turn them all off. Then you launch Word. I, I think it's simpler to do it in Word, to be honest with you. And there's a reason for that. And I'll describe it in a minute. So you, you launch Word. Mm-hmm. And then you will be prompted to sign in again. And the reason why you have to sign in to get it to work is because they have a new license agreement that you have to accept. And that, that's the reason why it doesn't work. So once you sign in, then it's available to you. And it's available a couple of different ways. Let's talk about Word first, because I think that's the engaging story here. Um, you, Once you have a a, a a Word document open, uh, or a blank Word doc. You know, you can open up a blank document if you wish. You can press Alt I, 
Now, Alt-I basically comes up and it asks you what you would like it to do. So you type in whatever you want it to do and you press enter and it goes off and it, you know, the mice start running and it, it tries to figure out what, what it thinks you want and it puts it in a Word document for you. Now, there's a couple of things that you need to be thinking about. We'll show all this um, next month and maybe we'll try to get some people on to join us and we'll do some fun with you know, testing chat GPT, show you, show you some custom GPTs and things too. Uh, and we're planning a big bits presentation about all of this coming up in, in the um, summer for convention. But uh, uh, so you, you press alt I, you type in your prompt, you press enter, it generates the text. You, it then tells you that it's generated the text and it asks you if you want to keep it. Well, you haven't even seen it yet. So you have to press F6 to get to the document and then you can move around in the document and you can read the text. Now there's a, there's a, a couple of things here to note. One is that if you are reading the document and you inadvertently, or you choose to, whichever, if you make any change whatsoever, like you add a space or you press enter on some text and change the appearance of it, or you do anything, to it, you bold it, you underline it, you italicize it, whatever you do to the text, you've lost the information that Copilot knew about your interaction with it. Um, so if you're going to do it again, you you have to, what I have found is you have to start over, at least that appears to be what you have to do. Now, someone told me that you can highlight text and then press Alt-I. I have not gotten that to work well for me. Um, after I've made a change to the document. So it, I, I'm not sure. So um, I, I talked to Microsoft about this, and the way that I explained this to them is that Copilot is like riding a bike with training wheels, right? It's, it's sort of getting used to balancing on a bike, but having a little bit of guidance. And what I recommended to them was, you guys really need to come out with some more documentation to assist us. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there. There's plenty of information that, that's, that's available if you can see the screen where people are showing it. But for us, it, it's a little more challenging to, to deal with. So if you have not interacted with the text, meaning you've done Alt-I and you have inter, you know, you've, you've typed in something, then you can, um, you can press F6 after reviewing the text and you can tell it that you want to keep it or you can discard it. But if you keep tabbing, it will give you an opportunity to continue to interact with that text. So you can ask it additional questions. So you can do exactly the same thing that you can do on ChatGPT. So, you know, you can say, okay, now this is good, but I would like you to add more information about, you know, um, why saguaro cactuses, you know, it, why saguaro cactuses have arms or something? Like maybe you're talking about cactus or something. You know, who knows? So you, it will then you press enter. It will then go off and look at the text that you type, and it will improvise the document just like it does on ChatGPT and other things, and it will adjust the document based on that text. And you can continue to do that and, until you have decided that you're either going to keep or discard the the document itself. So right now Copilot is great in Word. It's it's well it's it's good in Word. I would not say it's at least I don't know that I would continue I, I don't know that I am going to keep it 
for more than a couple of months, to be honest with you, based on what I'm knowing, what I know at the moment. Now that could change tomorrow. Um, but, but we'll see now it supposedly works in Excel. Um, and I really, really wish it would work better in Excel because boy, I, I really would like it to be able to do more magical things in Excel. I, I was able to do things like show me all the people who live in California or show me all the people who live in the United States or show me the people who live in the United Kingdom. I can do that. Or I can say, sort this, sort this data by last name and it will do that for me. But what I really wanted to do is I wanted to say, take this data and count the number of people across countries and graph it so that I can see how many people come from different countries and we can pass that data on to the membership, you know, a team at, at ACB so that they would know that, for example, we have, you know, 300 people from the United States and we have 58 people from the United Kingdom. By the way, I'm making these numbers up. I have no idea what the numbers are, but whatever those numbers are, right? That would have been really interesting if we could have gotten a graph like that. Every time I try it, it tells me that it's not accepting prompts right now and you have to try it again later. So I, I have not been that successful in Excel. Um, I think if they were to do magical things in Excel and make that really work, I probably would pay $20 a month for it because, boy, yeah, uh, I Excel and I, I'm more of a database guy, and, and Excel and I just, it's a love-hate relationship. Um, I use it when I have to, but I would much rather deal with a database and give me a SQL prompt and let me go program my own thing. Yep. Um, yeah. If I, I can have it. I use it for yeah. certain things. I use it for ACB stuff. Uh, yep. But I, I I haven't used it for other things because I don't know what the commands are. I don't remember. Yes, exactly. Them. Yeah, I don't remember. I, them I mean, all. I mean, you know, you can program Excel like a like a crazy sure. creature. I mean, sure. it, it it it's very 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 robust. It's just I you know, I've I've been doing database development in in my career you know for thirty years. Yeah. So it's like what I know. It's what I know. You know, it's like trying to teach a. A dog new tricks, yeah. and yeah. when you're when you're old like me, it's harder to teach new tricks. But you know, we can uh, get G GTP to do stuff like that where you ask it to do things that it would take me a while to do. I would, I, I get it in a second and pay whatever it costs. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think those days are coming. I yeah, think, I, do too. I think, I think it's only a matter of time. I think, um, and it's possible that it can do it now. The the, the the problem is, is that you need to know how to write to it to do it. Right. You know, Correct. like, like, for example, when I was doing Excel things, you had to make sure that you referred to cell names with, you know, single quotes. And mm -hmm. like, there was these weird syntax things that you had to get right. And if you didn't know what that was, you're like, well, it, it just wouldn't work. So again, this just comes down to how do you talk to the thing such that it understands what you're trying to you know, that you're trying to do. So look, I, I, I think the future is bright. Um, I think if you're going to spend the money on these services at the moment, now, again, this could change an hour from now. Um, I think chat GPT is where it's at. Um, at the moment, I think, I think that there is significant promise with copilot and the future of it. I think, Three months from now, we, you know, someone should ask us, and we'll tell you that we have totally different opinions. Um, this this landscape is so dynamic and so rich that we don't know where the world is going. And for anyone to even guess where it's heading, I think is, you know, 
that's silly. I, 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 you know, we should not be guessing this right now. It's too, it's too significant. You know, we're, we're running at a hundred million miles an hour right now in this space. And so we have to be patient and see where the, where the technology um, leads us. So, well, I think guys, I think we're going to, yeah, we're going to, unless we have hands. Not here at Zoom. Nothing? Okay. Nothing here? Okay. And nothing in Clubhouse? Yeah, I got something. Hang on. Let's see who it is. Ah, Janet Wright. Let's invite her to the stage. Janet Wright. Janet, you have been invited to the stage. Hi, Janet. Everyone's shy tonight. Yeah. Yeah, No, I think she's. Nope, she's. Uh, hello, how are you? Hello, there you are. Oh, sorry, I was having issues. I haven't been on Clubhouse in a while, like being wonky. But anyway, it's changed, hasn't it? Oh boy, it's changed. Yeah, it has. I don't, I don't like it as much. But anyways, no, that's me either. Anyways, um, how can we help you, you, Janet? Have any of you played with Call Annie? Oh, I just saw the demonstration that Mystic Access did on it, but I've not actually... I think I downloaded it, come to think of it, and I played with it for a while. Because um, I, I know, I know Pete, Pete, Lane, Pete Lane did a demo of it, too. But. Oh, he did he? did. Okay. He did, yeah. Um, I, I've played with it a little bit, and just something creeped me out about it, and I'm not, I'm not even sure what it was. It just, it just felt... I don't know. I need to play with it again. Um because it's been months since I played with it. So who knows what it's doing now, but it just, it just felt a little different to me. And, um, uh, and I can't really recall why I felt that way. Maybe it was the way the voice was projecting. Like it, it, Mm -hmm. it had a very interesting audio effect. I think when I tried it, which Mm -hmm. I found kind of eerie. Um, so I, I played with it for like 10 or 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, wow, um, maybe I'll come back to that. <laughs> it's on my phone, just like all my other 1,300 apps on my phone. But um, I haven't played with it too much. Have you played with it, Janet? Um, I have played with it, but it's it's been a while since I've played with it. So I was okay. asking for I was asking yeah. from a from huh. a um, expertise point of view if y'all played yeah. with it. Yeah, well, so well, why don't now you? Y'all well, why don't you come to Bitch Chat on Saturday night and we'll give you our opinion then because I'll, I'll I'll try it before then. What's the app? Call, call Annie. Annie. Oh, call Annie. No, I haven't played with that. But yeah. It, yeah. I know Shree Roy's big on that one. Oh, really? Yeah, he did a demo for iBug. Oh, that's with, fascinating. Uh, he, and, he and Pete did one together. I can't yep. remember. Pete did one together. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember who did which one. I think Shree did that, call Annie. How, oh, um... <clears throat> okay great oh, thank you janet we, we do have another hand in zoom oh, okay. we also we have somebody mention. else on the stage in clubhouse oh, okay. okay we'll take both oh, of those sorry and, i got a phone call and it's like i had a phone call but anyway what i was going to say is um he uh, uh pete did call annie and uh three did uh, thank you yeah, i knew you'd yeah. get it straight for me right there you go okay. cool okay uh let's go to zoom and then we'll come back to clubhouse but we got to okay. do this quickly because we're already just yeah we're almost away. out of time so got to be quick Benicio. guys Benicio? hey guys you? this 
Listen, if you um, call Annie, by the way, it's a little spooky. Um, yeah, it's what the I way thought. he talks to you, it's a little bit too personal for me. I yeah, guess. it's a little creepy. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. I, yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff, my question is, um, I was really looking forward to the to the demo of uh, Copilot and the Copilot Pro. Yeah, we went a little long on the Envision stuff. Sorry February 28th, we'll be back, and we'll do it then. The yeah. 28th. Yeah. Okay. All right, okay. great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's go All back right. to Clubhouse real quick. All right, we got Mitchell. Go ahead, Mitchell. Stage is yours. Mitchell, we got we got like two minutes, buddy. Hey, uh, how good is that Copilot app for iOS? With voiceover? It, it's it's pretty good, actually, now. Um, it's it, You know, I... I I would like it to be a little let, little less cluttered. Um, that's just me. I mean, I, I would like it to be very, very minimal. Uh, I understand why they do what they're doing with it, but uh, you should give it a try, Mitchell. It's uh, it's, right, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, and the, and the buttons right, are pretty clearly labeled and all that. So yeah, perfect. All right, see you next month. We well, should mention very quickly that Menus for All mentioned a couple of weeks ago they were going out of again. business. It's back again because they got some backers and some vendors, and they are ready to go again. So I'll have to try it out. Here All right. Now. Everybody spend your $3 a month or whatever it is. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Well, John, Larry, Nancy, Brad, and uh, did I miss anybody? Did it? that's still here uh, everybody and, uh, in the room everybody everybody in the rooms yeah. and all that yes thank you for being here tonight <laughs> i'm going to go eat dinner and then i'm going so to write up uh documentation for our python class attendees that uh so we can get that out to them tomorrow morning before i go to work so right. we'll be back on the 28th 228 24 oh that's interesting yeah isn't yeah, it yeah Ah, that's an interesting number. I love I love dates like that. I like dates like that. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great month. We'll see you in a few weeks. You bet. All right. And, thanks uh, so much, Jeff. Thanks, John. Thanks, for thanks being everybody. There. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Night. I'll close the room.